August 31st, 2013. It's a lot for Pedro's show.
Rockford Pedro Show. Brother Matt, so glad to be with you again. Yeah, it's been a long while. Has been. How long? Months and months. months. Now, in between that time, what? You got pain? Oh, I got all kinds of shit. Bridal. I've had like a whole trippy existence. The whole pad's been redone. Yeah. So that was... that on all the cushions. And the, the pack. Cushions. The cushions are now in the back. Right. I figure going through the full Pretty hassle okay. of moving to nowhere and moving back, I'd give it a little bit of a new look. Yeah. And to try it out, so... I'm not sold on it, but it's different. After 16, 17 years, it's, it's nice to have a little something new. <laughs> <laughs> a little change of thing. Look, we started the show off with Epistrophe, short version of John Coltrane, the Felonious Monk. We heard At the End of Voyage by Swako and Aoki Hayato. And then something live from Clawhammer, maybe in the mid-90s I've been enlightened with that knowledge. Vigil Smile, uh, which has very much to do with our guest today, Brother Matt. Yeah, welcome. John Wall, all the way from Echo Park. Thank you for making the hell ride down here, John. Howdy. Yeah, and you were the one who enlightened us to the fact that that was Clawhammer in the 90s. We got it via Bob Lee, who's the drummer man. Yes, Uh, indeed. Maybe one of those tours of those days. Yep. I know there was a tour he was telling me about that you guys did, and maybe you were I-90 or I-94 north, and the trailer came around. It was snowing or some shit. It was a winter of Einstein <laughs> level of booking. So it was like in the mountains in February or something. And the trailer came around the van. You yeah, actually. It was so slow. It wasn't. There was this, uh, it was a, 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 a fluke of weather. Um, it was like April. And there was this like blizzard oh, so that traveled. Spring. Yeah, and this, this blizzard just went due east, the exact same way we were going. Just kind of followed us along, and yeah, kept you coming. We ate it a couple times on that on that trip. It was pretty but, awesome. But the trailer coming around the vehicle—that's yeah, it hit us ice. twice. That's... Like it hit one side, whipped whipped our our the back of the rear end of the the van yeah. to one side, and then because it did that, it kind of whipped the trailer around the other side, whipped us on the other side, and then. The van went the other direction, kept yeah. going until we hit the guardrail over the overpass. Oh, man. Yeah, this is why I was never into trailers and never did them. Ah. You know, once well, Flag took us, all ten of us in the boat while the gear was in the trailer, and uh, one of them was like, you know, we're never going to tour in this boat. I used bring to bring a lot of dudes, the equipment's still going in there with us, right on top of it, but no trailers. And, Maybe we're cowards. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I want to jump right in the middle. I mean, the 90s is kind of a long time ago, but I want to go way back when you first did music. Do you remember? When I first did music? Yeah, or had an idea yeah. of a consciousness of it, hearing it. You were a boy? Well, I was a little kid. I always yeah. loved music. It was, it was, music was huge in our family. Do you My... remember the first? Do I remember the first time? I remember playing a piano in the basement when we lived back east somewhere. We lived all over the Before place. Before you even heard records? Bef- well, I was born here in records. My parents loved like jazz Do you and classical and stuff. remember the first record? The first record? Yeah. No, I don't remember the first yeah, record. I couldn't tell you. But I remember I was really... I do remember being into um, Satchmo as a kid. Just, you know, his hits. Because you're what? Your parents were playing Yeah, it? yeah, whatever they are playing. And then... Uh, Spike Jones was a big deal. There's a piano in the pad. There was a piano in the basement. Well, the, we always managed, managed to have a piano. I guess pianos were everywhere back then. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so, yeah, you hear Satchmo, you're hearing records, and 
And I remember How playing. Did you do that too? How old were you? I was little. I was, you know, like three or four. Okay. Playing, playing. The, I just remember, like. Do you remember what like, part was trying it the to left pick hand out or was it the right hand? Were you a bass clef man or a treble clef man? I was more likely treble clef man. I would okay. imagine just from if I'm the same now as I was then. Okay, so did your parents see this? They said, well, maybe we get him lessons? No. My mom, later on in my adult life, I took uh, a classical piano. I started oh, studying okay. that. And then my mom was telling me, you know, 10 years ago, she, she regretted not taking me into, you know, like, into, you know, pushing the music in me. Because art was pushed for me. It was like either art or music or. What, drawing, painting? Painting and drawing and oh, stuff, okay. yeah. There's that too. So they saw that, so they pushed me in that direction, but then she remembers because the other my other brothers took up jazz and classical piano and stuff like that. It was, it was in the family. Where are you and the brothers? Uh, I'm in the middle. Middle? Yeah. Okay. Brick's the oldest. Right. Then my sister Kathy, then me. Brick played and too. I didn't know that. I played drums. Some drums. He's, he's a, a great writer. I know he likes to write about yeah. it big time, and he's great. Yeah. I was telling Brother Matt he couldn't believe the name. Brick? But his name was, is Maddich, but it's one of them C's in Slav that has the little V. Oh, gotcha, don't yeah. don't have the V, so yeah. it's Maddich. Gotcha. So maybe his mom wanted to call him Otto. Yeah, she was thinking about that. Ah. Otto Maddich. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for your brother, was there, was there a joke or something? Brick? Yeah. It was his punk rock name. His last name is Wall. Yeah, yeah. You're a big oh, guy. Oh, he wasn't born Brick with Wall. Brick. No, he's Phil. Oh, okay. He's I he Philip, was born with Philip Henry. Okay. After my dad. More standard. Yeah. Okay, I thought he was born with No, me. no. <laughs> my parents weren't that... Me. My parents were oh, weird. Okay, you're doing this piano thing at home. and you, But they, they, they sense an artistic thing. And you so they're pushing you towards painting and drawing. I know you as a guitar man. So when did this shit with the guitar start? Um, There's no music in my life at all. And then, um, uh, like, early teens. So from but, that piano but punk, time, rock, punk rock came along and changed my life is what okay, it was. Okay, so from that piano stuff, you didn't really play. Never did, no. Yeah, Even okay. though I used to fantasize as a kid playing guitar. Did you get records? I got records. Start buying records? I started buying records, yeah. Because your older brother, maybe? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah. What kind of stuff were you listening to then? Well, before the punk rock revolution yeah. happened, I was listening to your classic stuff. Who, Beatles, classical stuff, jazz yeah. stuff, all that stuff. And, you know, but Bailey didn't come in incessant collector until, you know, punk the days. punk thing, thing really happened. And Especially the Southern California the punk. thing comes, too. And then, yeah, basically, I had a, you know, I met friends in high school. Mike Palm was one of them from Agent Orange. Before Agent Orange. Orange County. Orange County in Placentia. Went so to high you school. were in Orange County. Went to high school in Placentia. Okay. Went Placentia. to high school with the adolescents, with the Agent Orange guys, all those people, Social D and all that. Sure, sure. Um, and Mike Palm was just saying, well, you, we need more recruits. You need to This is before Mike Palm's voice changed. Mike Palm's voice changed? Yeah, because listen to Bloodstains. Yeah. Yeah, he don't sound like that anymore. Oh, I haven't heard them yeah, in a Yeah, I time. saw them when they first started... They had Steve Soto on bass, and Rogers used to be called yeah. King's Palace, uh-huh. and I saw him there. And he still had a voice like the blood stains. I used to run for know, them back then. His voice, you know, became a man. He's still playing. Yeah, I yeah. I just, I've, I've noticed that. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen him though. But okay. I imagine it's all like very surf oriented now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, I remember these days when they first came out with that song. Rodney would play a lot of. Yeah, radio yeah. Too. I remember when Mike. I, I was. Think of Lick is, Da, 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 yeah, yeah. Da, 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 da. Basically, it was 
He, I remember he came into, we would walk to school together every morning, and he's, uh, I got a new what song. I wrote this? his first original song, El Dorado, which he wrote the song called El Dorado based on that, because people were, like, throwing food at him and shit, like, because he yeah. cut his hair, you know? Right. He was, like, this hip surfer guy, you know? Like, the, all the girls loved and everything, and he had, you know, he played in a cover band. So he was, right. he was the shit, you know I mean? Just, he was, like, a, a, this foxy young you kid, tell you know? he had some technique. Yeah, well, one of the uh, he's related to one of the lively ones. Is that right? Yeah, wow. so that that's in his blood, that okay. surf stuff. Okay. But uh, yeah, he, the Agent Orange. I mean, the Agent the uh, Blood Stains was originally like his attempt at writing um, uh, Judas Priest song, <laughs> and then combining surf stuff with it. You know, that's what that was. I lost my soul. I lost my. I lost my, <laughs> I lost my guitar. <laughs> <laughs> Great. But he's still out there playing gigs and stuff, different rhythm section stuff. Yeah, yeah. Good, good, good guy. Uh, so, so he had a big influence on you. Mike like, basically I'm said, "Guitar, you should play guitar too." That's what he said. He goes, "You need to," because I was writing for him. I was always hanging out with him. I was like, ah, all the rehearsals and everything. Help him lift his amp and shit. Yeah, and he was teaching me stuff, you know. And I was never really that interested. And one day he's like, "You need to," you know. Like, and he taught me bar chords first, and then. Oh, so he even taught you how to play guitar? Yeah, he taught me how to play. Yeah. So, and he was like, he was, you know, like adamant about me learning too. And I was just like, I wouldn't really be interested. I have a guitar in my house. I wouldn't play it. And he's like, no, learn it or, you know, kick your ass. Type of thing, you know? <laughs> Let's play some music. And we got something. I know you just did an Amadine album. So mm-hmm. You got a song from it. Oh, cool. History 
first show. You just heard Ready to Die by Iggy and the Stooges. That's the new album. Uh -huh. And that's, in fact, that's what the album's called. And uh, ahead of that, we had um, Milovia Mika Markovic Jazz Band. That's from Stanislav. Stanislav and Zabichin uh, John Pekic, Pekovic went to the Toronto gig from Cleveland. They oh, made wow. that hell ride. Oh, nice. Right. Oh, and cool. Stanislav said he found some of this trippy-ass jazz from the old days. Yeah. And, uh, hey, you want to play some on the show? Bitching. Yeah. Great to see uh, both him and John. Cleveland. Well, you never got to see Stooges before, so that was Oh, happening. nice. Yeah. And ahead of that was Man Up by Blue Coop. Now, Blue Coop is a band. It's a trio that's got the Bouchard brothers from oh, Blue Washington. Yeah, you'll see and then the original bass player from Alice Cooper, Dennis Dunaway, hence the name Blue Coop. Uh, uh, and they were in town, they played a gig, but only Albert could come to the gig, but I never got to see him, uh, which really bummed the drummer man, Larry, up because he really wanted to get a cowbell signed. Because uh, <laughs> Albert actually does play the cowbell uh, on Don't uh, Fear the Reaper. By the way, you know Alan here passed away for most of the Also, Rick Wright. Not Rick Wright. Yeah, Rick Wright from Pink Floyd. That he was, that was, he was already, yeah. Tim Wright. Tim Wright was a, a bass man. Well, him and Tom Herman would switch off in Perubu. Okay. He's the guy you hear on uh, Final Solution. Oh. That's Tim Wright. He went to New York City after that and joined DNA when they mm -hmm. lost the organ player. And in fact, I saw DNA with Tim Wright play Hong Kong Cafe in 1980. Oh, man. And, uh, Arno Lindsay, Ikue and... Uh, he would start the tunes out. It was trippy, you know, with these trippy bass lines. And uh, anyway, that was a great band. This. Yeah, it's trippy. How there's not even a lot of words out for Tim Wright. He kind of disappeared. Remember asking Tony Mamoni? I did my third opera with him in Brooklyn at Studio G. And he said, "Yeah, he, last time I saw him, he was walking with a fancy cane." And then some other dude told me that worked at a bookstore with him called Strand or something in Manhattan. Mm -hmm. uh, he had trepanation done twice by Mayan people. Oh. You know trepanation? That, where they drill holes oh, in your yeah, skull. Yeah, yeah, wow. And somehow exposing the brain makes you trip. Wow. <laughs> okay, so Mike Palm, we got to blame for getting you happening on the guitar. <laughs> As you're learning the guitar, you're trying to... Uh, you know what? We had his brother on. Mike's brother? Yeah, Larry Palm. Yeah, I know Larry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Remember we had Larry on yeah. the show. Some cat brought him aboard, and he's just done roadie man. He never learned to play, but he's been involved with the racket. You know? Right. Larry Palm. Very cool. Good people, <laughs> huh? Remember? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Not in your seat. He was on the couch. Here. He came with Matt. Matt Gerard. Was he lying down? Well, or some kind of odor. Huh? I think he came with <laughs> Matt Gerard. That's right. Yeah. Who was right in his book. Yeah. Okay. Larry's good people. And good stories. So anyway, Mike Pop gets you into this. Now, when he's showing you how to do this shit, are you trying to copy off records? Um, he pretty much taught me a bunch of riffs, and then just watching him play, I learned so how to play by ear. Because he mean he it was all off records. About copying records. It was all off records. He had like a big one of those big consoles from the seventies or sixties, whatever you know, yeah. upstairs in his tiny little room. 
Yeah, yeah. So we put on we put on our favorite sure. records and what's that? He learned from records. It was all records, yeah, yeah. And so I learned from records and then a couple little riffs from him. And he would you know, show you, but just basic okay, like okay. shortcuts. So you didn't start writing songs right away. That's what I'm I did pretty much oh, instantly. Yeah, but I, they all just bitching because we didn't write songs for till punk came. You didn't what? I wrote one song as a teenager. It was called Mr. Bass King Outer Space. <laughs> it was about doing some bass solo where everybody gets blown off the stage. It was terrible. It shows you where my insecurities were at. I wrote a song flying for a family reunion in 1978 before I was playing guitar. Um, oh, really? On the plane trip out there, I was like 16, was 15, 16 years old. I just wrote the lyrics, yeah. you know, and like, ah, oh, this is going to be a song. It was called Future Loner. Future Loner. Yeah. That's better than Mr. Bass. It's kind of a joke Bass. song. Because <laughs> <laughs> we were dealing with hierarchies in those days. Okay, so. You did start writing songs, but you, what you're saying, they were lame. They were just songs, yeah. Just I mean, they never got anywhere. And then, but like within like after like you learning couldn't guitar, go back and play one of those songs for me nowadays. I'm a trasher. No, I don't remember anything about it. Yeah, yeah. I just remember my first official song. Yeah, right, right. Lyrics, did you tape them vocals. And shit? No, that one I never did. And I just but it, but then within like after learning guitar six months later, I was in a band called the Adel Rich. So you went and joined a band. Somebody formed house a band. band. We formed a band. Me and a bunch of friends. It was Adrian Orange's first bass player was our bass player originally. Oh, okay. James Levesque. Okay. And my brother initially, my brother Lex on drums, but then we got um, our guy Dan Ernst on drums, and we started gigging right away. Called, it was like uh, we called the Adel Rich. I was like Rich. a hardcore punk band, like all uh, like a middle class and black flag, like that style. Okay. Did you guys record? No, we record. We recorded all of our rehearsals, but drummer doesn't. They're all up. on reel to reels, you know. But you guys ne- never released anything. Never nothing. But you did a lot of gigs. We did a bunch of gigs. Yeah, and we were on flyers you, too with the germs and stuff like that. that? Uh, Seventeen and eighteen. You're still, you're, you're still in high school. I was still in high school. Yeah, it was a high school band. Wow. And so, what's when? When is this? Like early nineteen seventy nine, nineteen eighty. Okay. Around Minutemen time. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Yep. But we were 22, so we're... Because I'm 55 now. 51. So, okay, I'm not too far ahead of you. Almost same period. Same period, pretty much? Yeah. But you didn't have the 70s thing about going to concerts. No, my brother did. I saw him do that. I was a little, yeah. little pimply little brat. So we did. Uh, that's the only way we knew. We didn't know about clubs till punk. I just went straight from nothing to clubs. Yeah, right. And I never liked never concerts. I never liked the big rock. shows. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah. You shortcut on all that bullshit. <laughs> well, um, I think I missed a lot, though. Well, I look, I did. Well, no whatever idea. road it took to get you here, that was the one you were on. <laughs> I was on one. Brother Matt was on one. You know, we're all on these roads that get us to here. Yeah. And if you could plan it all out, maybe it'd be like we would never meet each other because we'd be in Laneville. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Some of this shit has to have, think have kinks in it and mm-hmm. shit. Kinks, there's that word, yeah. kinks. kinks. That's why I have coasters. That's why I got coasters. Yeah, I was trying to do an onomatopoeia. Oh, the bathroom's on the hall. That's like a sound, right? That's a word that yeah, like sound, that's that kink. It shouldn't have been kink, it should have been clink. Clink. Right? Like Colonel? Or the jail. It's across the river in Thames, uh, in London. Yeah, it's actually called the clink. Really? Jail. The clink? Oh. oh, gotcha. But anyway, okay, so Idol Rich lasts for how long? Uh, a year. About a year. And then what, what broke it up? Singers, really, in the drugs, stuff like that. Yeah. Just like 
a lot of turmoil. Just so like, the band didn't plug Dramatic. We just, yeah, he, he moved on, so I wound up like forming some other things with these guys instrumentally called the Alliance for Progress. Yeah, just an instrumental band? Yeah, all, uh... Lawndale? It was more more in the lines of, like, Gang of Four. Oh, oh. I started learning new chops, like... So funky? The, the funky, funky, you know, raspy, funky guitar stuff. Um, but all of, like I kind of like what the middle class were doing, you know? Like They moved to that, from yeah, going fast yeah. into that ch- funky, yeah. chucky thing. But this is instrumental band. Instrumental band, yeah, exactly. And nobody sang. Nobody sang. And did you guys record? Uh, no, never. And did you, never you did gigs, though? We did a couple gigs only, just a lot of rehearsing. It's a lot of prac. Yeah. So it was a woodshed band. It was a, wood, a bunch of okay. woodshed bands for years after. But you know what? That, that, it's valid. You were invested in for the real deal. You're still living in Orange County at this time. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was living in, in Brea. You probably bail. I had to. It's like prison down there. <laughs> Went to Long Beach. Okay, to Long Beach. Yeah. And, and that probably new music? I brought my music with me there. You know, yeah, but new situation, new peoples, new Call opportunity. Hammer came out of all that. Yeah, let's play some more music. We'll get into the Strong Beach section of your journey. Strong Beach.
Uh, you just, uh, you know what? I forgot to tell you the songs that uh, start off the previous chunk of music. One of them was Amadon's brand new, something called Melanie. It's uh, just mixed it, right? Uh, just finished it, yeah. Yeah. And then we heard Build a Bigger Iceberg by Guided by Voices. Then we heard, you know, Blue Coop and Milova. <laughs> Milova, yeah. <laughs> Mitya Markovich Jazz Band. <laughs> just rolls off the tongue. <laughs> and uh, Egg, of course. Um, I like that uh, bass line, James Williams. Wrote. Anyway, this chunk of music here, uh, buddies from Tokyo Light did Nomad from their new album. Uh, Position Normal... Uh, Mr. Chris is getting into like this editing trip and it's called Untitled Old Tracks for V2 Music 2000 whatever kind of fucking title that is something from brand new uh, you know Terramelos Sacktown great mm -hmm. band they got a new album uh, Tropic Lane then Dirty Beaches with This Is Not My City uh, everybody uh, get well to Alex he had to start a tour you know he's living in Berlin now for some reason he wanted to go leave right from the second story window and you know there, number two is actually what we would call the third floor. Because they say Ooh. ground floor. He jumped out the window, so he's in a wheelchair now. The tour still goes on. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah. start a tour by going down the stairs of the Vader or some shit. Maybe not out the window. <laughs> and, uh, but I love Alex, so get well, heal up. He's strong, man. And then finally, Uncircumcised Stranger by Roman Gabriel Todd's The Beast Rising Up Out of the Sea yeah. out of Mobile Go Todd. We're at the end of this... First hour of the August 31st, 2013 edition of Block People Show with our guest, John Wall. Yeah. Family Howdy. of Orange County, back with more of his story as it moves to Strong Beach. Hold tight for hour two. August 31st, 2013, it's the second hour of the Watt from P Rose Show. <laughs>
If you go to Tijuana, don't you smoke no marijuana? Might be lace of heroin or PCP. Be a good Americano, don't you mess with Mexicanos? The desert valley took a cab to Mexicali, ended up borracho in a square. I thought I'd seen an ex-wife, the woman never loved me. Had my babies, she was gone. Out there in no galleries, I was hung up with federales. No foresight.
Toby Keith is the ugliest woman that I swear I ever seen. He's got a face just like a donkey, but he acts like he's some kind of beauty queen. If you think you've seen a muskrat in a wedding dress come walking up your street, that ain't no giant rodent, that's this woman by the name of Toby Keith.
Nos dejamos hace tiempo, pero me llegó el momento.
Let's go have sex with farm animals. And not a rubber chicken either. Johnny, Dave, Eric, and Randy. Ladies and gentlemen, Randy Biscuitero. So what? Okay, here we go. We're going to try this stuff. We haven't played in a year, so give us a break. And had a five-minute rehearsal today.
Rock from Pedro Show. Start the second hour off with uh, Amadon's brand new. They're doing a cover of Nick Drake's Pink Moon. Want to tell us something about that? Why'd you pick that song? We, we did a cover of... This is a man the, who killed himself, right? Uh, he didn't kill himself. He just, he just died. Uh, I think it was accidental. Oh, it was? Yeah, I think so. So somebody told me he ate a bunch of pills and he was feeling I'd, bad. I'd, yeah, I know that he was... I don't know. That's a controversial issue there. He had a great voice. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. Great guitar player. And yeah, yeah, that too. Why did we pick that song? Yeah. I don't know. It's a great song. That's the, Basically, that's all there is. I was learning on guitar. I'm like, ah, you know, I'm just... Like, I'm... Since I can play it, I'm, I want us to do it. We're just jamming it and turn okay. it into a song. I like the way you gave it the treatment, though. It wasn't like just Top 40 covered. You... It wasn't? <laughs> no, because Top 40 people want to like almost... You know, it sounds like the record. Yeah. Right, I'm just which I think is disgusting. If you're gonna, I think you should interpret a word. I think every cover anybody does should, should be, be an original right? yeah. interpretation, yeah. in my opinion, and not just some kind of like facsimile. Exactly. Uh, after that, we had the Hickoids with TJ. Yeah, we got a bunch of stuff from uh, Sauce Tones out of Texas. Mr. Jeff there, uh, Toby Keith from the Beaumonts, uh, Volver Volver Pinata Protest, Tell My Sister the Copper Gamings. Uh, a cover of a Minuteman song by the Texas Biscuit Bombs. That's got Biscuit from the Big Boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe uh, Dave with I'm drunk. Dave did some uh, spiel with me for a, a book called Left End of the Dial. He talks to a bunch of people from the old days, like Gary Floyd. I think he's actually writing an autobiography with Gary Floyd, or helping him write. Gary Floyd's one of my favorite singers. I love him. Dicks. You know. And... Uh, Finally, uh, Punkin' and Ahoy by Sonia de Marinaio, which is a band I got with two guys from Italy. And I'm going to go there. We're going to do the last All Tomorrow's Party. They're folding that tent up. Uh-huh. December 1, and then I'm going to stay over in Bologna for 10 days and make our second album. Oh, I'm going to bring nice. those cats out for the fall of 2014. Oh, do 51 gig, 51 day tour. So wow, can, cool. Uh, get to know the U.S. Uh, a little that'll bit. That'll be our first trip. <laughs> yeah. Nice. They've done some little gigs because they're also a backup band for Mr. Uh, David Grubbs. Mm-hmm. Tom Watson knows him. Gaster D. Soul. Mm-hmm. And that's familiar. But, um, yeah. We left off at Strong Beach. You moved out of, behind the Orange Curtain. In fact, one of the border towns. Broke, broke out. Yeah. Because right there, right? Uh, California 22 is turns into 7th Street. And right yep. there's... Right, yeah. The line. In fact, I think Sunset Beach just annexed themselves to Huntington Beach because uh, that used to be in a no man's land. Uh, oh, really? It is now. Because actually, I used to go to that beach when I was a boy. My mom liked Wait, taking you us mean out there. Seal Beach? Next to it, there's one called Sunset, Sunset Beach. Okay. It's a yeah. little. Actually, there was a club there for a while yeah, too. Yeah, cool little club. Twilight Zone or some some right there on PCH. The Blues Club? No, they had. Maybe it was. No, there was, was a strip mall for a while. There was like Saint. Uh, P- Peter's Landing across the street. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, I played there with uh, uh, my second man, and I made an album with uh, saxman Steve McKay from the Stooges uh-huh. called the West Coast Jazz Ensemble or something like uh-huh. this. And yeah, and, uh, Dick Deluxe on the guitar and some cats who lived there. So I know a little bit about Sunset Beach, but mm-hmm. anyway, that's a border area. I've also paddled because that Seal Beach used to be the weapons thing for the Navy yeah, base yeah. was in Long Beach. Depot there. Now it's a super fun baby, but it's got wetlands and stuff. 
Mm. And I rented a kayak, and it's called Huntington Harbor. Some there's these uh, fake islands with condos on them. Yeah, everybody like got a, a torch in the backyard. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta have water. You need tides flowing through, man. Ooh, that odor. <laughs> stagnant. So what happened? You 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 moved to Long Beach, Strong Beach, you, but you got bit by the music thing, right? Uh huh. Right? I was already bit. Yeah. You're bit. Yeah. And now I was infected. So now what? Uh, well, I mean, Colheimer had been doing so. We'd actually been rehearsing in Fullerton, but we were from all over the place. Uh, we reconvened in in Long Beach. All of us pretty much moved down there. Oh. And started. I don't know. There's, there's a bunch of great. Back back in the day, this was before Long Beach had been all gentrified. It was all just. Is this like, Rhino Thirty Nine days. Rhino Thirty. This is well. This was uh, the mid eighties. Oh, mid eighties. So it's post Rhino Thirty. Yeah, yeah. The singer man got killed. His brakes went out or something. Yeah, yeah. So, but but there was still Zeds. The Zeds was still there. But it had moved to the park, uh, the shopping center. Exactly. It wasn't in the little yeah. blue building on Seventh yeah. Street. Yeah, it was near the. It was near Remember the, the Stingers, that band. Oh yeah. There. Remember oh, they had yeah. Venus. They had a little kid in the band. Yes. So you, you know Strong Beach. Yeah. I think Mike Bart had a band called Funeral Band. Okay. Before he went to Texas and the Horseheads. Okay, I don't. But which, so which would, 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 would you guys keep the name? Clawhammer. No. What? Oh, what I thought name? you reconvened uh, those OC guys that had moved. No, 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 no. The um, Clawhammer. Was a band, and then we all moved collectively to Long Beach, and that band's created Long Beach. It never had a history in Orange County. Callhammer did, and originally we used to rehearse, and in, in, I lived in Fullerton. But none of them cats were from there, right? Um, Bagarasi guitar player was from El Toro. Oh wow! I don't know if that, what, is that Orange County? Yeah, or that's way Irvine by the air base, right? Yeah. I was, uh, I'm not sure what, that's deep where that Orange is. County. That's, that's like south. That's far. It's like yeah. San Diego. Yeah, no, almost. But, but where's bass band from? Uh, he was originally from Boise, Idaho, okay. by way of San Francisco, and That's then okay. uh, went to went Bob to college. Bob Lee, I know, Irvine. is from Lambertsville, New Jersey. Bob Lee's from New Jersey. Our original drummer that we had before him was from Lakewood. That's our connection there to Long Beach. Oh, right, because Lakewood's a town yeah. right next. It's yeah. an island, in fact. Inside. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I used to read meters right there. It's kind of built for McDonald Douglas. Exactly. Yeah. It's one of the first track homes too. That's Littleton. where they well, really Littleton in Long Island is the first one, but that's right up there with okay. that. Yeah, because wow. he was looking at military barracks and he thought, "Well, that's interesting." Yeah, I used to read the meters there for Edison. So okay, okay. How how did you get Clyhammer together though? Uh, looking for a, a, I gave recycler? up music. It was recycler. It was a recycler. Very good. Okay. You, yeah, that's how exactly. shit was done in them days. It's a, it's that's how I bought all my cars, all my yep, music stuff. Yeah, look for those little ads. You post those tiny little ads in there. Like, you know, eight-point type. Yeah. I was a typesetter back then. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. During the 7-Elevens. I'd given up music. I was in the Pontiac Brothers with Ward Dotson. We had him. Yeah. We yeah. had him aboard. I, I was, think that same yeah. cat brought him. I was yeah, in the band for so, about a yeah. year. Yeah. yeah. So I did that. I did the um, the Outer Rich thing, the, uh, the Electric Tombstones after that, this band, like this weird kind of like, it was like the band, but weirder, like punk, punk version of the band. Huh. Did that, put you out a single, band. recorded Leave a full record. Garth, yeah. That style, yeah, <laughs> but like more punked up. And then, then the from there, Pontiac Brothers and then gave up music. Take the load off. Yeah. Lift the load, lift the load. Man, you never recorded. I'd love to hear that. that the Tombstones? Yeah, yeah, we did. We recorded did. a full record, but it never came out. Yeah, but you got to floor me this shit so I can play oh, it will. Oh, I will, show. definitely, yeah. Sounds like the band, but punk, huh? Okay. <laughs> Trippy. 
<laughs> okay, so electric tombstones <laughs> after those guys. It was the Pontiac Brothers. Pontiac, and that's your kind of side mouse, right? Because I know it was those two guys, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I just play guitar on, and on one record. that thing was all about, you know, he came on and talked about Ward. Cool people, very cool people. Yeah, yeah. They wanted to be the replacements. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we did a couple great gigs with those guys. And you even played with the replacements. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I just did last week. They did a gig. 20 years, 22 years. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I've been hearing all about it's this. It's just Tommy and uh, Paul. And, yeah, and yeah. And the Long Beach guy on drums, Josh. So, what happened... Josh Freeze. Yeah. What so, happened to Slim? The guitar uh, player. Oh, Something shoot. Okay, say. yeah. So, they did a benefit for you. So, okay, so that, that band dissolves. Uh, the Tombstones... Pontiac Brothers kept going, but you left them, right? Yeah, I left them, and I and gave then, up music. Then it's the then you just quit music because I I was always like between music. Music took I, I never intended on doing music, and I kept doing it. Yeah. It's passion I couldn't get out of me once I learned it. Yeah, but I was still doing art. You know, I still wanted yeah. to do art and studying sculpting, like bronze casting and figurative sculpting and stuff yeah. like that. So I go. It's time for me to make a move. I have to figure out one. I can't do both. I'm going crazy, schizophrenic here. So I just after quit the Pontiac music. Brothers, I said that's it. I've done my I've done my now thing. I'm gonna do sculpture. And I'm going to do art. That's yeah. it. And then my brother Brick calls me up, and he had just linked up with Trigon Records, um, like Zoog's Rift. Yeah. You know Trigon Records. You know sure, Mark sure. Mylar, that whole crowd. So Brick hooked up with a Trigon. What's it called? Uh, Zoog Rift and uh, Amazing Janet. Shitheads. Yeah, the Amazing Shitheads. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of then, and I'm thinking the janitors of America. With, and I remember the bass player painting his fingernails. I'd never seen that. John Truby was not that whole crowd. John Truby, he was on the bass. He had another cat. Yeah, yeah. I'm but sure. he was part of that unit. And I played a lot of his stuff on the show. Yeah, I love. I think he's trips. up in uh, Santa Rosa now. Truby? Yeah. Is he? Okay. Blind man, blind man's penis. Yeah. <laughs> love about that. that where he sent the music to the Nashville dude? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He just sent the words. Have you, have you heard it? They can music and into I remember him talking about yeah. it. It's, uh, the, I guess the story is... Just as good as the music. Yeah, it's like you know. <laughs> I okay. love that story. So, so, Brick's working with the Trigon. He says, "What?" He gives you me a call one day. He goes, music. "Like, yeah." He goes, "Yeah, I know you got some tunes. I'm putting this compilation together of uh, LA current LA bands, and I know you're still writing songs, or you had songs you've written that you'd like to get recorded. Here's your chance." I'm like, "Okay, what the hell?" He goes, "Take your because my guitar is literally in the closet. I just like go. That's it. I sealed it up, threw it in the closet. Oh fuck that." And I pulled it out, dusted it off, and started writing some tunes. Looked around, searched for a long time, for a good, like, six months for someone. I kept... I was looking for a piano player. So me and guitar, singing, piano player, drummer, bass player. And then Bagarasi, Chris Bagarasi, called me up because he liked, I said, Influences, Stooges, MC5, Motha Hoople, Replacements. And Bagarasi liked that. And he goes, you just, he goes, screw the piano, you want a guitar player. So that's where Kalamar started. The recycler. But the name, were you ever Orange Claw Hammer? We were Orange Claw Hammer for a, bi- a while. The, but we, It's a song off Trot Mass Replica. Mm. Do, you, oh, do you know why we dumped the word orange? Because everyone, because, no, you know, we were in Orange Claw I Hammer. I asked that. <laughs> I asked that because you said influencers, Mata Hoople, uh, uh, MC5, Stooges Replacements. You didn't say Cat Beef. No. Hmm. Back then, I, I just learned that everyone I kept bumping into... Did not like Beefheart. That was just too weird, you know. Dude, when I played Beefheart on tour in the boat, Ed from Ohio went insane. <laughs> so I just never brought it up. It was you know my little I mean? secret. Ed from Ohio could not handle it. Yeah. That in early Bob Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Mike. 
killing my funny. ears. Like he put a coat over his head. You're talking about beef art and my crotch is buzzing. Oh, that's my cell phone. Um, no, but back around one day at a party after I met Chris when we were talking and Chris goes, hey, do you like beef art? I'm like, oh man, okay, get me started. And then from that point on, we just took the band. And I How did you instantly. get into beef art, Brick? Actually, no. Um, it so started off just listening to K-Rock back then. I remember oh. before I would go to school in the morning, get, yeah. you know, making my bed, and they were playing Tropical Hot Dog Night. Right. Shiny it's just going, it's just like, it just that came was kind embedded of a hit for in him. I remember when yeah. that happened. And at first I'm like, what is this weird song? You know, like, it's kind of bugging me, you know? Calypso. Yeah, and I read my bike to school in the morning, I'd be humming that song in my head, and eventually I got obsessed with it. And I called my brother. He's in a fruit fight. Yeah, it's so great. That whole record. Yeah, it's trippy. It's a trippy magic band. Yeah, yeah. I had the, the fortune of playing bass with Morris Tepper a couple of years ago, too. Wow. For about, like, nine months or whatever. That was a blast. Wow. He asked me to do something, but he said it was going to be like Highway 61. Yeah, he's really into the Dylan stuff. <laughs> like a jug band. And I thought it was going to be like Doc at the Rams. <laughs> but that was all the captain. But yeah, he's a pretty, yeah. He's a pretty amazing musician. A Morris? Morris Tepper. Yeah, I, I love that guy. Wow. Wow. He's I mean, a good person. He's a great person. I guess anything you want, he could play for you. Yeah, yeah, good. yeah. I remember we were at rehearsal, and um, he 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 was like t- he had all his guitars up on the on the hanging, and one of them he just pulls down is this old telecast. He goes, um, and he told the whole story. He goes, well, yeah, I first started jamming with Beefheart, and pulls it, and he goes like, well, um, Beefheart, he was I forget what guitar he had when he started jamming with him first, but Beefheart's like, no, you get, I'm buying you a new guitar. Let's go out shopping. Went to like, they went to pawn shops, and Beefheart's like, bought that for him here. Here you go, it's this, this telly. And so then, Morris, um, my buddy Dan Magoo was playing keyboards, had brought this amazing old, vintage old tube out. And, and Morris was like, oh, I want to try that. And so he takes his telly out, that B-fart, that he played on those B-fart records, and he started playing suction prints. And me and Dan oh, was like, wow. and it sounded, it was just like the record. The same tone, everything. You know, there's a, when he plays by himself, it's called Diamonds. Like, like a carrot to him. Blind oh, horse yeah, or yeah, yeah. And I had Nels do that. I thought that was because I heard that Beefheart taught him that with his mouth. You know, and he had to like yeah. do this on the guitar. It's an amazing piece. A carrot is as close as a rabbit gets to a diamond. To a diamond, that's what it is. A carrot's as close as yeah. a rabbit gets to a diamond. It's record. on the side of the Black Gang single. Oh, yeah? Nels wrote the other side mm. and they asked him to do by himself that song. When I saw them, they played the whiskey, and they had the other guitar was Hat Size Scheider, and they both played Stratocaster. December twentieth, my birthday. They they had a, yeah they had a slides. They would play with fingers uh-huh. and slides yeah. at the same yeah. time. It's pretty amazing. It started off with uh, Drew Feldman doing bass solo, candy corn maybe. Yeah, yeah. Wait, so that was your birthday? Yeah, because that was my birthday. That's I couldn't maybe. make it to that gig. Yeah. yeah, and I was in surgery. I have a cast. I just had surgery. Wow, so, you know, I wanted to get into the Beefheart connection, but, so it's because Chris liked him, and you didn't have to be afraid saying you liked him. And we just went nuts after that, and just like, we turned everything, everything shifted. That's how was in high school for me. You couldn't mention him. (laughs) Beefheart was like that too. People couldn't handle it. Yeah. 
Beef art and shockabilly way back in like early oh, wow. 80s. Like just at work, I would like bring cassettes in to listen to. And I want to listen to shockabilly. Eugene but, Chadbourne. Oh, I love that. Great, great guitar. Oh my God, yeah. Okay, we're coming up on time now for uh, what you would be. You didn't find the guitar? Yeah, I got to do too. I found a little lap steel if you want that. Can you but, work uh, lap steel? I could do whatever strings. Okay. John Wall's going to collaborate with Brother Man here on the spin side. Shitting in the morning sun I'll be shitting here till evening come I'm watching my tears fall in Watching my great big tears float away Shooting off that dark of the bay Making a big stain Listen I ate some black-eyed peas, Georgia Oh, and they making me feel so sad, yeah And every time I have to use Bathroom, it hurts my ribs so bad, so bad. So I'm shitting off the dock of the bay, just watching my tears float away. I'm shitting off the dock of the bay, just wasting, wasting. San Pedro. Go ahead and put your Spanish accent on it, but it's always been San Pedro. We get upset when you call it Pedro. Yeah, yeah it's locals don't like it. Oh, no, locals don't like it. Matter of fact, I can be watching the news and I hear one of the news reporters say, "Well, in San Pedro," and I'm like, "Oh no, no!" Next channel, turn the channel, turn the channel. Right, go to KNX. Yeah, is it San Pedro or San Pedro? If you live here, it's San Pedro. Pedro. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Pedro. Okay. <laughs> it may be incorrect, but yeah, that's what we call it. Yeah. <laughs> no matter what foreign element has come in here and changed it, it still goes back to San Pedro. In fact, some locals told me if you're from here, you can leave off the San. We don't say San Pedro. It's where are you from, Pedro? 
It's just Pedro. When when people say they're from Pedro, we know they're local. San Pedro, San Pedro. Pedro all the way, dog. And it's good to know that at least one of my local experts has the credentials to back up what he says. We have a good school here. I have a PhD. It's a Pedro High Diploma. Is America ready? Is the U.S. next? Is America dangerously underprepared? If you think you're immune, you better think again. Obama's plan is going to kill you. Are your kids being brainwashed? I'll tell you who's taking cues from the Nazis at Doomsday 2000. Killer B, Bird The terror threat, the superbug, global pandemic, illegal aliens, gun restrictions, right wing terrorism, evangelical Christianity, gay marriage, death panels, the chaos and cannibalism gosh we better wake up soon it's or or we're, we're gonna wake up dead we're in a lot of trouble because you people and 62 million other americans are listening to me right now because less than three percent of you people read books because less than 15 percent of you read newspapers because the only truth you know is what you get over this tube. Right now, there is a whole, an entire generation that never knew anything that didn't come out of this tube. This tube is the gospel, the ultimate revelation. This tube can make or break presidents, popes, prime ministers. This tube is the most awesome goddamn force in the whole
to be in therapy. You know what it means? It means it feels really good.
inspired you uh the news started it off and then and then everything else just kind of fell into place i guess okay <laughs> Augmented by. yeah we had the news the news was up knx news was up at uh, the seals in the bird center a couple weeks yeah. ago and so i just nabbed a little clip of that with their little pedro uh, spiel yeah we got a hospital for boil birds and sea lions up here uh -huh. seals they set a record on seals this year, so now many. they only got like twenty, but there it was like hundred and twenty or something. Like yeah, that. Wow. little babies, a lot of little babies. Wait, why? Why? There's so some many? kind of seal disease, like pox, yeah. like some kind of chicken pox, like uh, for seals. Virus growing yeah. around. That's too bad. Plus, there's not a lot of food. Plus, there's some dude out there shooting them. Oh. Yeah. Um, Plus, they that. had a problem with the aggressive males. Mm. You know, those sea lions are run by a guy. The harems. Uh -huh. So all the other guys, you've been to Pier 39 uh -huh. up in the city, right? Yeah. That's all frustrated dudes. So sometimes they separate the mothers from the babies because they're just... Frustrated Anyway, uh, 
Thank you so much for uh, yeah. So that's the first time you ever fiddled with one of those, huh? You did not know what I was First time you ever did a lap steel. Right? Never will do one again. Okay. We're at the end of the second hour. August 31st, 2013, Dishawap Show. Brother Matt with our guest, John Wall. Old tight for hour three. August 31st, 2013, it's the third hour of the Watt for Pedro Show.
세수하고 잠깐 쉬자 TV를 켜고 아침을 먹다가 잠깐 쉬자 뭐 할까 고민하다 생각나면 잠깐 쉬자 컴퓨터 켜놓고 메신저하다 쉬다가 yeah. 힘들면 일어나서 기지개 켜고 하품하다 배고프면 짜증내고 폭식한 후 그러다 죽는 거야 찾아보고 온종일 게임하다 눈 아프면 그러다 죽는 거야 
Steve Rochelle. Start the third hour off with Demon Queen, Mr. Tom. Doing uh, a collab there. Love Hour Zero. Hunt Nanny after that with Hellfish. Deeper D's with Tears and Running. After that was Warrior of Justice, Day of No Job. That's a heavy. <laughs> Warrior of Justice, Day of No Job. <laughs> One of them uh, Game Boy things. <laughs> and then Drop Me Gently Into Fibers, something live from the Expressway. Maybe, uh, how would you pronounce E-X-P-W-Y? Uh, Express Wyoming. Okay. Clawhammer, back to your story. Mr. John. Yeah. You put this together. You first wanted to do guitar and piano, but uh, Mr. Chris was a guitar man. So you could go on to make several records with these guys, several tours. Mm-hmm. A whole lot. Up to this point, you really not have to have toured or anything. No, never, no. No. no just a little so road trip here and there. Uh, this, this is the band you do all that in. Yeah, this is the... This is the Signed to a major Mag, label. Opus, yeah. All these kind of yes. healthy educations. Yeah. Healthy educations? <laughs> yeah, lessons, <laughs> primers. This is, we're talking the 90s. Yeah, marriage is a healthy education as well at that point for me. Yeah, right. <laughs> so it's, it's a trippy part of life that... Uh, It's worth it, though. Oh, it's all worth it. It's all worth it, yeah. Of course. You guys made a lot of good music, a lot of good fucking gigs. It was fun. Gigs. And, uh, I mean, how many years was it in your life? Oh, uh, Clawhammer is about 10 years, about ten a decade, years, yeah. Right? You know. People, go out there and check it out. There's a lot played, a lot on the show here, but there's a lot out there. Every good boy deserves, what was the name of that album? That's, uh, um, the Mud Honey record. No, didn't you have one with the apple? Oh, hold your tongue and say apple. That's what it is. Hold your tongue and say apple. <laughs> stupid title. Really stupid mind. title. <laughs> yeah. Right? If you do that, you end up saying asshole. Right? <laughs> so there was some kind of, sometimes Clawhammer said some little jokes like that. But I, I, actually, it was a pretty kick-ass rock and roll band. <laughs> you know, a punk band. And it was really powerhouse. Um, you had no end to writing songs. Had you given up sculpture? Yeah, I want to go back to it someday. No, but at that point, at that point, yeah, I didn't. Know, I just did. It was all music. I just decided, music. just oh, what the hell, you know? Just do this. Go out, do this dumb thing. <laughs> run the whole reel out. Yeah, right? exactly. It hasn't run out either. No, no, no. At this point, I. But don't. after a while, I know. Something. Maybe the bass man left or something, but because. I want to get into this Amadons thing. Because Amadons kind of is, it's part of the Clawhammer trajectory in a way. Yeah. Uh, the, I mean, there's a whole bunch of, there's always an overlap, you know. Yeah, so. l- l- let's play another Amadons song. I got one here that Bob Lee said called uh, With Love and Catholic Guilt. What can you tell us about this one? Uh, it's just about being drunk and depressed. And <laughs> yeah, I Thank you. 
Yes, Amadon's brand new, just mixed with John here. With the love of Catholic guilt about something he doesn't do anymore, which is drink. <laughs> After that, we heard probably the best band name I have ever heard in my life. Ryan is fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, Ryan. <laughs> okay. And then Blue Willow with Rabbits. Uh, Una pasante, uh, utterly raw. And finally, Oil from Frederick Kimball, who's a slide player, friend of James Williamson. Yeah, we were playing this gig in Berlin a couple weeks ago, and uh, it started raining when we got done big time. And these cats had ridden their bike, wow. so we gave them a ride. And one cat is this uh, Swedish slide guitar player that James Williamson knows. He flowed me some music. No bitch, you can play. Cool. Fucking uh, So, to the Amadons, yeah. After 10 years of Clive, 
Yeah, there's, uh, there's overlap, player, right? Bass player quit. Yeah, and it was hard to it. it was hard to keep the band going because we were you know Clomber was those four guys. Steve Reed on the bass. Amadon's when we got Steve Reed. Yeah, yeah. Still got Bob Lee on the drums though, so that's the yeah ground. yeah exactly yeah yeah. So we did that in that you know. It, so it was, so Clawhammer just had to stop either that or just get other guys and call it Clawhammer, right? You just want to do something different. You want to I don't do know. Something I always different. like to do something different. Yeah, so give it a know? different name. Yeah. Well, I know some dudes, the branding is so strong in their mind, they just will not let go. Oh, yeah. Like there's a Thin Lizzy out there without Phil Lennon. I think it's Mahomes. Exactly, yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's fair for Climber fans if we're going to do something, you know. It was, yeah. it, was a, it was a total change up. It was like yeah. a lot of, you know, we had Richie Haas in the band on the Vibes. Yeah, we had, right. I had a saxophone, I had a clarinet, I had, at one point it was eight people, you know what I mean? It was nothing like the Kohlheimer thing at all, I was singing right, different, right. everything, so. But you've kind of gone back to the Kohlheimer thing a little I bit. Just, it's just, now I've realized that, I, you know, it's just, everything that I've done, I can just do whatever. It's turned to a big, giant boiling pot of You don't have now. to worry about sounding like Kohlheimer. If you do it, you do. I just do what I do when now. When you first started Amadons, you purposely didn't want to sound like Exactly, that. yeah, I yeah. Understand. It was an intentional thing. Yeah, yeah. And now, you know. So now, against. Now there's been enough space. Yeah. Whatever you do is going to be Amadons. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. It's or, great. Yeah. It's great. Steve Reed, I've known a long time. I've been in many tours with him. He's a happening cat and great musician, too. Oh, we actually got uh, Bill Tutton in the band now on bass. Wow. You know Bill Tutton? I know Bill from the... Geraldine Fibbers? Yeah. From Glue? From Nels. Yeah. Yeah. Then, he's a so great he's been. Oh, he's amazing. So Steve reads out. Okay. Steve, yeah. Steve moved on um, a couple years ago. He was busy doing a bunch of other stuff. So he got sidetracked, yeah, yeah, and then so then we got. After a while, we wound up with uh, Bill Tutton. I was I'm totally blessed by he, that. He he was out of town for a while. Who? Bill. Bill wasn't he? He's you mean with other people? I think he's oh, actually from back east. He's from Buffalo. Yeah. He goes there quite a bit just for family okay. stuff. But I don't know if he's doing music stuff recently. Okay. Okay. But yeah, I'm a big fan of his. He's, he did, does he did, does uh, did he do stand up with you? Like comedy? <laughs> he did stand up in the Fibbers. Just joking. Um, uh, double bass. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, he just now bought a new uh, double bass. We just did some like jazz standards gig thing recently live where he bu- he you know busted that back into his wow. repertoire. So w- I would like to start doing that as well. You know, and see if there's any way to involve that. He's great on the bow. Arco. He's great. But he's the guy who played on that record that we just did, too. Bill Tutton. Yeah? Me, Bob, and Bill, yeah. Okay. Just three of you on this. The three-piece, that's it. Yeah, we're just keeping a three-piece now. Wow. Here, let's listen to our final music for today. Yeah. 
watching you pull up those weeds, seeing you blow those leaves around. You deny your earthly needs while we're busy burning down the sky. Got the pilot's own life support. You got me into a survey pretty quick. Don't tell nobody where I got these shoes. I won't tell anybody you're sick. I can't see you, but I feel it. You want to set me free because I made you stupid. You want to go to school to find a hand to hold. And that's the only reason why you ought to done playing in the yard and your skin is craving sunshine when you find your way out of that car you'll find a way back into your mind pull me up and put me on a fire pull me up and put me on a fire pull me up and put me on a fire pull me up and put me on a fire takes a while to learn some things weren't made to move you've been waiting a lifetime to hear me say i got nothing left to prove i want to go to school to find a hand to hold and that's the only reason why i've got Thank mm-hmm. you.
So, um, Watch for Pedro Show, the last music for this edition. Now you just heard uh, Great Garden by No Love Less. And ahead of that was Reign of Pestilence by the Paranoid Critical Revolution. That's got uh, Reg with Glenn uh, Branca. She runs the band. Oh, okay. Incredible band. And they got singer now. Uh, Dagger Moth, ahead of that, from Italy, with the Log Lady. Rod Bryan, I think he's from Arkansas, fold me up something live. And we started off with Blas at War by Snore. Snore. It's going to be, yeah, you know, right? Yeah. I think they're part Jacksonville, part Yeah, Indiana I was trying to get some, uh, I had some emails, and I was having trouble. Uh, Lord, because I was going to slip some Snore in. So okay, well, we got, we got some Snore here. Yeah. Uh, are we going to go to war this weekend? Sure looks like they're trying. Okay. Uh, yikes. Yeah. Um, yeah, what's the Amadon stand on uh, political songs? The Amadon stand on political? We don't, we don't really touch on political songs. Okay. It's personal like po- personal politics. Do you stand against? <laughs> I don't, there's no stand, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've been a big mouth on some certain things. Um, a big... Big attack on the Rolling Stones years ago. Yeah, remember that? Did you take blows for that? Uh, yeah, I got pretty much banned from a lot of circles of yeah. uh, bookings and stuff like that for being a loudmouth. It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Reaping what you sow. Yep, exactly. No, people are weird about that. That's great. I love that though. Yeah, we ruffle up the. Yeah. That's, that's, I mean, that's what the only reason I have a guitar in my hands is because it's punk rock. Yeah, you know, yeah. it wasn't because I was trying to be a beautiful musician. No, I'm trying to be an ugly one. Yeah, you want to be part of the well, the movement, the bow movement. Yeah, the bow <laughs> movement. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I wanted to get in on that. <laughs> I wanted to get in on that. So, when's this album come out? Don't know yet. It's going to be on vinyl. Yeah. It'll be. Uh, it's going to be. But, but but soon it's going to be out. So yeah, like in the next few months. Uh, and you'll be playing gigs around it and a stuff bunch, like yeah. that. So Have a please, record party. if you're in SoCal here, uh, check out Amadon's gigs are great. Uh, actually, I haven't seen him with Bill Tubman, so I got to go see you guys. Yeah, you too, should. He's this great. Guy, he's great bass man. I've always been a fan of him. He's amazing. Uh, is there a website? Can people find you on the internet? Just right now, just Facebook. It's Facebook, got so all of our stuff, uh, previous Amadons, records. A M A D A N S. Yeah. Somehow, is there like a or, porthole or some, some five John, box? Like John, usually it's uh, listed as J-O-N-W-A-H-L, John Wall, and the Amadons on Yeah, Facebook. so type that into their... Yeah, it's got like a SoundCloud box. connection. You can hear all the music. Like, oh, oh, there's songs on other, there too? Yeah, there's a bunch of music, okay. a whole lot of music. From oh. We did two CDs, uh, one on Birdman, um, Sour Sweet, and then the next one on a little company called Rudek, called Iron Nails Run-In. But people can hear some stuff there. There's a whole bunch, yeah. Yeah, and people, I stuff. recommend it. And this man is a uh, one of a kind and adding to the whole, what I think is important about the scene, which is fucking, you know, let the freak flag fly. So thank you for keeping <laughs> that up, John. It means a lot. It means a lot. Hearing that from you, Mr. Watt. Thank you for like, sharing with us our, uh, our glimpse at your musical journey yeah, up to nice now. Yeah, having you down in Pedro today. <laughs> Thank you so much. Pedro. It's super uh, nice to be here. Sharing some of our weather. Yeah. And, uh, I promise not to take any. 
No, I'll leave it here. Back, I'll leave it here. The window and bring it back up there. I'm coming back down tomorrow. Uh, people, it's been uh, next week, brother Matt. We got a show. Maybe Joe Dean. That's what Bob oh, Lee said. We excellent. Joe Dean. Good deal. Bass man. And uh, you did bass in Pontiac Brothers. Did guitar. You did guitar. You never did bass. Mm, I only played bass with Morris Tepper, and I played bass with Alves. Okay. Uh, you didn't tell us about Alves. Oh, that happened. You Would you like go to the show with again them? <laughs> To talk about that, because Roberto, he's having it. Oh, he's awesome, yeah. He was Oasis last week. Really? Yeah. Oh, damn. So I'm at Dodger game two weeks ago. He was just there. Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's been the August 31st, 2013 edition of Watch for Pedro Show. Thank you again, Mr. John Wolf, for coming aboard. Brother Cheers. Matt, for your always able uh, betting. With the law of me, everybody out there, please keep your powder dry. Yeah.